for tuning in to the Kicking It with K. Marie podcast. I'm your girl, K. Marie, and I know it's been a minute. Y'all know I'm on my movie thing, so yeah, that's what I've been kind of busy doing, um, working on my second film, my second short, and um, just to let you know, those who are tuning in for the first time, uh, this podcast, Kicking It with K. Marie, is about the culture. Okay. I bring in experts uh, from time to time and to give you help, give you advice, help you just live this life, you know, just to give you the tools that we need to live this life. And of course, you know, we have heavy issues. We have fun, fun topics. You have a ball here. And I just started a Patreon. So if you go to um, to the Patreon, uh, Kicking It With K. I will have a description in the link of this episode. And there, just briefly, you all will be able to see us record live. Um, it's going to be upcoming shows for Patreons only. It's a whole bunch of benefits that you guys can get. So you really, really, really want to check that out. And I'll start coming up with the um, the new shows. I already know what I want to do. Uh, when I get at least 10 starting off with 10 Patreons. So like I said, it's, it's brand spanking new. So if you guys want to jump on that and it's very affordable and uh, I have a whole video telling you what you get and what your money will go towards. Okay. So y'all look, like I said, I've been busy on my film thing, you know, trying to get my Jordan Peele on uh, <laughs> my short fun and games I know I spoke with you all. We were um, selected in the Shock Fest Film Festival that has come and gone, and it was great. And we are another selection in another film festival, and that was great. And it's just going to make its rounds in the in the film festival circuit, and that's why I can't release it publicly just yet. But um, just stay tuned, y'all. It's some good things coming down the pipeline with um kicking it with k marie and with this me myself okay i have a very very special series two-part series that i want to do some of you know that i work with small children and teenagers and y'all know i'm about my people y'all know this right you know me long enough and I have people that's in my life now that are considered nerds, you know, because they like different things. And we know in our community, nerds or anybody that just appear to be different is treated differently and it shouldn't be that way. And we're going to get into that. We have a very, very special guest. But before I introduce our guest, 
I want you to like, share, and subscribe to whatever platform that you are listening to us on. You know, we stream on every streaming platform, wherever you listen to podcasts, except for Tidal. I just, you know, I like Tidal, but yeah. (laughs) But iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, Audible, all of that, you can find Kicking It With K. Marie Podcast. So today's guest... I'm very excited about today's guest. I ran across an article that he um, did back in 2019. And since I'm talking about this topic, I'm like, oh, this is, he'll be perfect for this episode. So let me introduce you all to the guest today. Kaylin Jackson covers the St. Paul police as a Metro reporter for the Star Tribune. Before taking his role, Kaylin worked as a data reporter for Twin Cities Public Television through Report for America program. His focus was on using leads from data to produce written and broadcast stories about racial inequality in Minnesota. He holds a bachelor's and master's degree in communications from the University of Louisville and was raised in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. I believe Elizabethtown was a movie. I think I saw that with the guy that played the elf in Orlando Bloom, right? (laughs) His hobbies include watching anime, tending to his collection of houseplants, and being outdoors. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce you to, and welcome to the podcast, Kaylin Jackson. Hey, Marie. Thanks for having me. And uh, you're absolutely right. Orlando Bloom was in Elizabethtown, and it's pretty much what we've uh, what we've got to our namesake there. Really? <laughs> you know, I remember seeing that movie. I remember where I was. I was in uh, Toronto. That's one of my favorite cities because I'm in Michigan, so it's like four hours away. Oh. So um, yeah, we went to the um, so we stayed in a hostel like the first two nights with my friends. I was all for it, but the other two friends, they was like, um, no, we want to go to a hotel <laughs> the next <laughs> night. But <laughs> the first night we stayed in a hostel and around the corner was the Paramount um, movie theater. And we saw Elizabeth Towns. I was like, you can't go wrong with Orlando Bloom. You know, back then I was like, okay, he, you know, Lord of the Rings, you know, the elf. I'm like, oh, he's cute. So, but I did not enjoy the movie. Yeah, I can't even say that I said it or I've seen it myself, but definitely <laughs> uh, agreeing with you on saying Orlando Bloom pretty much can't miss in anything else. I mean, right. Rings especially, yeah, just yes. that night he gets a pass for a lot. Yes. <laughs> Orlando, where is he now? I wonder. I haven't seen him in anything. <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we really um, get into the topic, y'all know that um, I last season I introduced a new segment called What in the World? So for those who are looking at the podcast, you know, you can look at it on YouTube. Um, I had my cheesy graphics up there. So what in the world? So what in the world is usually stories from around the world. It could be um, around the world, it could be here in our own backyard. This one is not too much of a shocker, but I know that both of us we live in states where we have some hard winters. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
Now, this is a story that was um, out in Washington. So it says a Washington State Patrol trooper issued a $533 ticket to a driver after the person drove more than five miles with their vehicle and windshield almost completely covered in snow. It says Trooper Heather um, Heather Weatherwax, that's a name for you, said the state patrol received a report about a person driving erratically along the SR-16 south of Bremerton. When pulled over, the driver reportedly told the trooper that their windshield wipers wasn't working. The driver received a 500 and I'm sorry, $53 ticket for second degree negligent driving. So, Kaylin, I don't know how they do it where you're from, but in Michigan, we see that a lot because you know, people are just lazy, they don't, and that's dangerous. Ooh, I don't, I haven't seen too much of that, but I've seen it here and there. And even the little bits I do see, it is extra dangerous. I mean, even today, it's like 12 degrees, I think a low of two degrees it's supposed to oh, be today. Wow. So, the last thing that anyone needs is a bunch of snow on their windshield when the roads are already a basically an ice rink. Right. Now, what, <laughs> I, like I said, I, I see it. I see it often here in Michigan. And while I do wipe it off of my windshield, I have been known to still have some on the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. On the hood, you know, like the, at the top and then like the hood hood. And, um, you know, especially if it's like, you know, when you're driving, it's windy, it's flying all over the place. I mean, that's that's not that's not good either. But yeah, I'm always apologizing to other drivers, at least in my mind when that happens. But I mean, we got places to be. We got work to get to. I can't I can't do everything for all. Exactly. So but that's a that's a pretty um, stiff ticket, though, a five hundred and fifty three dollar ticket. But um People, the moral of the story, if you live somewhere where you get some harsh winter, some snow, just take the extra time and just wipe it off. Okay? You don't want to take it. <laughs> I bet whoever got that ticket, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to go with snow on their windshield anymore. Oh, no, no. They're going to be out extra early, set the alarm clock early and make sure they get up and wipe off that snow. But, um, yeah, so that's, I have seen that around. Okay, so like I was telling the good people, I want to talk about blurs. And I know some people probably hearing that term maybe for the first time. It's basically a black nerd. So again, I came across your article, um, Revenge of the Blurs, Black Representation in Nerd Culture. Now, I know the type of material that you do right so what made you want to write this piece um a lot of what drove me then was just me seeing um a change mm -hmm. um this was around the time that black panther uh had already come out um so there was a lot of just waves that that was making um among our community mm -hmm. among communities of other people of color and it was really um, one of the first times that I had seen nerd culture, at least to such a huge extent, really being like 
encouraged with kids, um, with other people. It was kind of like um, a, well, like a revenge, essentially. Yeah. Um, at least for me, this was a, a long time coming of knowing other Black nerds, knowing other people who were nerdy but were maybe outcast because of that, um, getting their chance to shine or to say, hey, I already knew about the Black Panther comics, mm -hmm. or hey, I've been reading comics as a nerd, as a comic nerd for decades. Um, here's some background on it. And to not feel um, outcast because of that. Mm -hmm. So when I think most people, when they hear the word nerd, there's a specific image that comes to mind, right? Like the Steve Urkel type, you know, with the, the flood pants and the suspenders. I, I don't know how that came to be, but... I don't know. The suspenders <laughs> completed, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so people think about that. But, you know, when I looked up the definition, it's just basically a person that is, you know, really intelligent. Um, the definition I read is that intelligent, really into the science and math um social sometimes can be socially awkward <clears throat> really introverted what is your definition if you can give one of a nerd since um the, you, you identify as a blurt mm -hmm. yeah. yep so what give us your interpretation of that um i mean a lot of what you said lines up with what i think of it but um, in my mind, and generally, a nerd is someone who just has a really deep interest, really deep like love, passion, um, whatever you can call it, for something that's really niche that a lot of people may not know about. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there are different kinds of nerds. There are comic book nerds, like I mentioned before. There are anime nerds. There are video game nerds, sci-fi nerds, um, kind of you name it. There's a different kind of nerd for everything but i think what really makes someone a nerd is because what they're really nerdy about is something that maybe a lot of people don't know about mm -hmm. or that not many people are um, in the community of in the first place so in a lot of ways nerds are kind of trailblazers depending on what they're really nerdy about that's true <laughs> now i i I have some nerdish ways, but I fancy myself more as like geek, a geek. Like I, it's different things I'm like fans of. Like I'm a huge movie buff, you know, um, just just different things like that. Geek and, you know, I, and oh, we're, we're, you I remember it's, it's so refreshing and I didn't expect people to react the way that they did. Um, like several months ago on my personal Facebook page. Yeah, I'm a certain age, so I'm, I'm on Facebook. So... So on my personal, excuse me, Facebook page, I don't know, I was reading something that just inspired me to just say this stat. I said, I am a proud weirdo. And I said, and I embrace it. You know, I got growing up, I've heard people say, girl, you weird, you know, but I, you know, like I said, I embrace it. And I said that on my stat and I was so shocked by people like liking it and like, yes, me too. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. 
you know, I was like, it's here for the for the real um, weirdos, you know, because <laughs> um, because I like when Pharrell, he he he's he is a huge um, advocate for embrace embrace the weirdness, just embrace it, and again, that's what I really want to get across in these two um, episodes because I really want to speak to the youth Um, because again, I have people in my life now that falls under this, you know, they love anime, uh, comic books, gaming, all of that. And, you know, I wanted to, into that interest as well. Like, let me know they like this. So let me, let me, um, you know, look into this as well. Oh, yeah. Um. So this past November, we had Yomacon here in De- in Detroit, and I bought um us three day passes. You know, to first time attending any kind of con. You know, <laughs> so and it was, I had a ball. I had a ball. I I love the whole cosplay aspect because I'm a person. I like to dress up anyway, whether it's um, uh, nine to five, not nine to five, but like a, um, a cocktail, you know, after nine, or if it's like a costume, I just, I love dressing up. So they, they got me with the cosplay. So I was like, Oh, I, I think I'm gonna like it here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so I, I experienced that for the first time and just to see people just be free in that element. Um, and it was, and it was a lot of, it was, you know, it's a mixture of people, but it was a lot of black folk too. I'm like, wow, so I, okay, y'all, I'm loving it. Absolutely. Um, even with me, I had my first um, con experience um, around the time I wrote that article. Actually, there was a con that came to uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I went with a friend of mine. Um, didn't have time to cosplay, so I just threw on a kind of nerdy T-shirt. I think an mm-hmm. anime shirt, and it's like you said, it was a really big sense of uh, freedom, a kind mm-hmm. of a relief going there, a feeling that like, oh, I can definitely nerd out about this uh, 90s anime, somebody mm-hmm. having a Trigun poster or a Cowboy Bebop poster that um, I can go into it with them and them not feel like taken aback or, you know, right. weirded out. Um, <laughs> there's spaces for us to really get to just be which um, especially for our culture, for people of color, is um, really important for us. Just gives us space to just be and, you know, take that weight off of your shoulders. It is. And I, I find it, I found it really refreshing. I really did. And the people that I was with, um, it was a, a teenager as well. And he was just in his element. He was just having a ball and I, I was loving it. But um, so do you have any personal stories like just growing up? Were you ever did you ever feel like you were felt like an outcast or did people make fun of you for liking different stuff or did you hide it? Let us know about your experience um, growing up as a blurred. Yeah, Um I mean, a lot of my experience was that a lot of uh, being made fun of, um, a lot of bullying at times. Mm. Um, it was kind of, especially being like um, 
a lot of my minority things were like reading manga, uh, like the book versions of anime, um, watching a lot of anime, video games. Um, and I was a lot more introverted at that time. And, you know, especially in schools, kids are kind of really mean. Kids and are you, mean. Kids are really mean. And uh, if you stand out more so than others, um, you're easier or more liable at times to get picked on. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a lot of my experience coming through like um, middle school, um, a bit of elementary school. But at least for me, it was it gave me a kind of a chip on my shoulder kind of mentality. It's like, okay, so they want to outcast me, but at the same time, you just have to, at the end of the day, um, just kind of believe more in yourself than that. Um, there are different waves of what is cool and what is socially acceptable, mm -hmm. I guess. But um, I just kind of tried to keep my head on straight and push past that. And sure enough, after high school, after college, those things weren't really as um, important as people who made fun of me at the time made it seem to be. Mm -hmm. And now we circle around to now, a lot of the people that made fun of me then or that were um, not so along the lines of liking anime, liking the nerdier things I was uh, doing then are the same ones that are saying, oh, have you watched that new Naruto oh, wow. episode? It's so cool. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to put it on my background. I'm wearing shirts now. It's like, wow. it just took them a minute to, uh, to get up to our speed right so in school you know your middle school um well, elementary middle school or um and or high school did were you ever at a point that you felt like pressured like not to express your interests and how did that how did that go if you if that was if that was the case I think the heaviest I felt it was middle school. Um, mm. The pressure to not show it was just because that was around the time that, you know, the cool kids start to come out of the crowd, that being cool is seen as a thing. And where there are cool people, there are uncool people. Mm -hmm. And everyone's kind of put into essentially a caste system. Categories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kids are kids are really terrible. I know. <laughs> but they get better they get better over time yeah but, um there was that pressure um that was the most pressure at that time to kind of be more reclusive with a lot of the stuff that i was in but um it kind of worked its way out that i just found my own crowd and was able to express it with them so i made friends with some of the nerdier people some of the people who were more into the things that i was into and even if it was more of the uncool folks, it was people that I could feel myself around mm -hmm. and feel like I didn't have to necessarily pretend. Mm -hmm. um, I don't keep up with many of them, but I just found one of them is now like a published Amazon book author. So oh. it's like that kind of full circle revenge of the nerds kind of mentality yeah. is uh, very much coming back because this was the same group of people that were picked on and made fun of. Wow, that's that, that that's something, and and it it it, it do suck that kids are cruel, you know. Because I, I, when I went to school, you know, we yeah, there were bullies and stuff like that, you know, bullying bullying kids that were different, um, and it's just unfortunate. It really is. So with the blurt culture, 
do you see it getting um do you see it getting a little bit better or more accepted i should say absolutely um blurred culture it feels like is finding its space it's having a lot more um of its moments i think that black panther it was one of the bigger hallmarks for mm. uh the blurred community because it's like a huge marvel cinematic like movie that everyone was watching at that mm -hmm. time even wakanda forever we have now and all of yeah. the toys and lineups you get from that um but because of things like that and because of even movies going back to uh the first blade with wesley snipes or <sighs> going to static shock going to uh, the black static power shock. rangers Ooh, everybody loves static shock i'm waiting oh, for the day static that shock. i can <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that I can dress up as static for for Halloween. It may not happen. Halloween, but... okay. I saw one at uh, at the uh, Yomacon. Somebody was dressed up as static shock. Oh my god! Yeah, had the little. He was like on a little hoverboard type thing too. I was he like, even had okay. the hoverboard. Yes. <laughs> he went out. <laughs> you see, that's beautiful to see. It really is. <laughs> and even like even outside of seeing um other people in real life who um are into nerddom, into being a blurred and being outward about it, you see more of that, but you also see more just black representation in anime, in movies, in nerdish kind of culture. Um, it's just become more acceptable to the point that it's becoming less um, out of the ordinary to see black faces in nerdy spaces. Yeah, I, excuse me. I Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And for those who are listening, um, and you participate and you dressed up when the first Black Panther came out. That's cosplay, okay? That's <laughs> oh, we were out here, yeah, we were out here, you know. <laughs> I had on my African garb, everything, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I, I do believe that, like you said, like the nerddom and and blurs are um coming into their own but i still think too that there's still a lot of um things to be done as well because when i did go to yomakan um the the guests that would be on here um in two weeks their podcast host they i was at their panel and to hear what the people in the crowd were saying i'm like wow because a lot of like this part of it like the anime the, the like i said the cons and stuff like that that's new for me so to hear with people still black people still going through um like you mentioned they were saying that now they're starting to see a little bit more black representation in like anime and things of that nature but they're still saying that it's still not only are they, from what I was hearing from the um, the people that was in the in the audience, not only do they get like flack like from their people, but they were saying that it's still kind of heavily um, uh, white dominated. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I heard a, a lot of that. I was like, wow. Yeah. And um, especially when I think of roles that have been in more anime that I've seen, um, or even sometimes manga, um, 
even when it's black representation, there's still issues sometimes of it being more stereotypes mm. of it being uh, what they believe is a stereotypical black man or a stereotypical black woman. Mm -hmm. And even the way that those characters are made to look, made to act, there's still a lot of work that it feels like needs to be done. Hmm, that's a shame, but it's. I'm glad it's it's coming up on. It's, it's, it's it looks like it's going in the right direction. Is that's what it's look like it's doing. Yeah, so it's getting there. It's just taking a a lot of time, and I think especially there's a uh, more pushback on people trying to make moves in those kind of spaces where I feel like they just need more blurred support. Um, yeah. When you think of even um. Uh, the Miles Morales uh, for mm. Spider-Man. Yeah. Think of that. Um, there was pushback on even yes. including him as a character because he's yeah. a black male character. He's a black. Mm -hmm. And and we just saw with The Little Mermaid. I'm like, yes. these are freaking fictional yes. characters. <laughs> Why are you up in arms, you know, that it, she's black? I, I just... A lot of moms in uh, soccer vans were ready to <laughs> mobilize and attack <laughs> anyone who was supporting Ariel as like a black little mermaid. And that kind of pushback needs more support in response um, mm -hmm. because you have to think these actors, these voice actors, people who are trying to make headway are probably getting even more pushback behind the scenes that we don't see. True. And then uh, another thing I heard um, as well, like, because you mentioned the voice actors, <clears throat> excuse me, that with some of the black characters in anime, it's not voiced by black people. Yes. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I haven't started <clears throat> with anime yet. I've been, I've been given like a little list to start with. <laughs> But when I was, uh, I did, I did watch Sailor Moon at one point. Okay, some a... some years ago, you know. But that was like the extent of my um, uh, anime watching. But I said I was going to, you know, look at some other things. But I was just, I was like, what? So they're like, you have a non-black <laughs> voicing black anime characters. Yes, it's crazy to think of, um, and I can't be, I'm not a 100% an expert on this, but mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I've seen a lot of voice actors or big voice actors in anime are the same people taking the same roles for 5, 10, 15 characters within an anime. There's kind of a, sometimes a monopoly just on voice acting in the industry, and it takes work to break into that, but I mean, we're seeing some moves. Even yeah. I think of uh, when you mentioned Sailor Moon, I thought of uh, Afro Samurai. And that's one where Samuel Jackson was one of the voices in it. Mm. Or of um, Yasuke um, on Netflix. That's one that was, um, I think, Thundercat. He did some of the music. I believe some of the work on that. Um, Flying Lotus, a very prominent Black producer. He also helped with the music and with the production of it. You have a Black main character who plays mm -hmm. in that. And that was only released in the last like five years or so. Oh, so wow. There is, it seems like more work um, little by little kind of yeah. stepping its way up there to where we're seeing more representation in the voice actors and in the characters that we see. But um, 
there's still work to do. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I <laughs> when um when I was getting my list of uh, anime uh, shows to start with, first of all, I I was almost cussed out because I said it was a, it, it's just a cartoon. Y'all, listen, listen. Those who do not know, is they're they're different. Because <laughs> I was like, "What's the difference? It's a cartoon." Yeah, I almost got cussed out, but <laughs> by a whole bunch of people. It was, I was at a party for my nephew and my um my brother's uh, one of his longtime friends, um his his wife and their kids. They're all into anime, and you know, I, I, when I said that, I just like felt like everybody just looking at me. Like I was like, "Wait, did I say something wrong?" Like, what? <laughs> for all the eyes just look at you. Like... <laughs> right. I was like, okay, so I know that is a difference. It's, cartoons and anime is totally different, y'all. For those who don't know, <laughs> it's different. Yeah, there, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of people who won't like step on your toes or anything about that, but <laughs> like you experience, there are others who will. They will fight. Yeah, you I almost chopped my head off. I'm like. Wow. Okay. But um, <laughs> but I just need to find my um uh, what I'm interested in because I heard I heard about One Piece. They're like, no, you don't start with that one. <laughs> oh, I heard it's like thousands of episodes, but mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, <laughs> okay, Marie, it'll be about twenty or thirty or something by the time that you would catch up to that. That's how many episodes it feels like there is. Wow. So, are there like black only anime um, shows, or we're not there yet? Not that I've seen, um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't some out there, um, especially mm-hmm. ones that might not be um, produced in America. Um, there may be some like more African produced anime that are out there, or more anime in America that I don't know of. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a lot come to mind. Yasuke, I think, is a really good and easy one because it's on Netflix, because it's like 12 episodes. It's the one that I mentioned with Thundercat, with Flying Lotus. Um, that one feels like a pretty easy intro that's like still kind of fantastic, uh, kind of like big anime battles and stuff, but still has a bit of like not too much that it's like you're way out of left field. But Besides that, there's not too many, um, at least in a lot of anime that you'll see get um, a lot of marketing behind it, that'll get mm-hmm. a lot of uh, attention. There may be Black characters in it, um, sometimes a couple, um, sometimes fewer, but to have like maybe a full Black cast in an anime, um, rare, very, very rare if I've wow. seen it at all. Mm. So going back to your article, because uh, I know you you interviewed Aaron, right? And so what did you, okay, in, in writing that piece and interviewing Aaron, I forget his last name, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's Mech something, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but was it something that that you learned in writing that piece that you haven't before? Um, not too much that I learned, but I think a lot was put into context uh, for me just doing that mm-hmm. interview. Um, Aaron is um, a lot like me in terms of grew up being a nerd, uh, grew up not seeing a lot of black representation, 
um, except for a couple of characters, um, the Black Power Ranger, um, the one black person in um, Captain Planet of the like five planeteers. You get like uh, little crumbs that we've had of yeah. representation, but you're seeing more of it now in more media, um, in different spaces. And Aaron, for me, was a good example of that and how, um, and just putting it into context for me. Because now he's um, a firearms instructor um, in Kentucky, um, helping other people of color um, get their firearms licensing. Yes, get your um, license, people. I'm a proud CPL holder. Mm-hmm. And to get like the correct training, um, yes. the skill <laughs> sets that are with it, and like just informing people about that. He's doing representation in a space that is or has not been, um, mm-hmm. at least that we see traditionally owned by black faces or by faces from people of color but he's making some kind of headway by trying to occupy that space and trying to teach up and get more people to learn about it so that more people can do it i think that's kind of what's being done in anime and in blurred them that we're seeing um chadwick boseman made a huge leaps in that with mm-hmm. black panther but um we need more people to yeah. continue on that kind of work in different spaces. I agree. I really agree. And representation, we talk about it here a lot on um, the podcast. Representation, it really, it, it matters. It really matters to see someone like you on TV, uh, film, or any type of media um, outlet. It, it it really does matter. That's one reason for me um, as a filmmaker. I my goal is to make sure that we are represented in front of the camera and behind the camera. Um, because when you're not shown, a lot of people don't know, especially when you're little. You don't know that you can do that. You know, but when you see like like kids now, you know, they had the first black president, you know, they have that hope like they I, I can be president, you know, because we had a, the first black president. Um, so representation, it, it, it really does. It, it does matter a whole lot. And what would you tell parents who might be looking at this and who probably can't relate to their child because of the different interests and hobbies that they have because, you know, they're, they're nerds. What advice would you give to them to try and uh, relate to their child? Um, I guess the only advice I can try to think of is to uh, embrace it and try to join in it. I mean, especially for a lot of kids who are coming up, they're already going to feel marginalized, pushed out by society, by groups, by Mm -hmm. the cool kids Mm -hmm. on the playground. Um, So what they really need is someone to um, say that, no, that's fine what you're doing, what you're into, Um, to say that it's cool to be into that, Mm -hmm. um, or at least that it's okay. Even for my parents, they weren't necessarily like involved to the point of watching anime with me or of um, like, well, sometimes they played the video games I might play with me, mm-hmm. but they weren't like involved enough to say like, go to a con with me, but they would support me going to one in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or they would go with me for a midnight release of Harry Potter because that's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's small bits and pieces that you can do that may not feel like a lot for you or for uh, the kid at the moment, but it can mean the world just uh, over time. They just need those little bits of uh, support wherever you can give it to let them know that it's okay because yeah, the world will try and tell them that it's not for a long, long time until all of a sudden society says, <laughs> right. back around and says, that thing that we were making fun of you of, <laughs> actually, it's pretty cool. We're going to start a whole lineup of clothing and everything that's going to be uh-huh. right along with what you were into. Mm-hmm. It just it takes time. It does. And and lastly, like, what would you say to, say if it's a, a child or a teenager, uh, preteen teenager that's watching this, what can you say to him or her Um being, you know, just being in this at this stage of life, since you grew up in that nerdum, what can you say to them? What would you say to them? Um, I can say that don't listen to the haters. Um, listen to yourself. Listen to what you're into, your passions, and believe me, it'll work out at the end. Especially a lot of when I was going through middle school, through high school, um, and dealing with that bullying and that kind of um, that negative attention I received, there were times I thought, like, maybe I just shouldn't be into these things, or maybe I should try to be cooler and try to force myself um, out mm-hmm. of the things that I'm into. That's not to say that you shouldn't um, experiment and see, mm-hmm. like, what kind of things you might be into, but you love what you love. Don't let other people try and make you feel otherwise. If you find your crowd, somebody that also agrees with you, they're out there and they'll make you realize just how much the thing that you're into is perfectly normal and that there's a whole community behind it. Especially nowadays, you can find people to support you. You just got to look for them. I like that. And just to piggyback on you, just find your tribe. Find your tribe. Like you, like, um, like you were saying, there are people who have the same interests, who have the same hobbies. Be yourself. And I know, you know, when you're when you're a kid and when you're are a preteen or or teenager, I know like it's easy for us to say, just just be yourself. You know, cause we we were a teenager and a preteen once. So, you know, it's peer pressure and all of that that stuff, but Nowadays, I believe kids have it a little bit, just a little bit easier, even though bullying is is on another level with the cyber. But just, again, just find your tribe and embrace your uniqueness. Embrace your differences. Embrace that because that's, that's you. That's part of you. You know, you you looking at two people here, um, successful. You know, uh, Kaylin is a successful journalist, writer. You know, and you know I'm up here podcasting <laughs> and movie making and a host of other things. I embrace. It took me a minute. I'm not gonna lie, but I embrace everything about me and you all should too. Mm -hmm. And especially piggybacking on what you said about that success piece. Um, A lot of the people that I knew of who are black nerds or into that are either already successful or are becoming 
more successful. And a lot of those people who made fun of you, um, they're they're not going to be on the same level. You just they're, really got to believe in yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of people peak in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, that's as good as it's going to get for some folk, you know, but so don't, don't, don't wish that, you know, wish I was like that person. Don't compare yourself to other people too. That's, that's another, that's a whole nother topic, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's that saying that like, if you tell a fish that the way it tries to climb up a tree is wrong, then it's going mm. to believe that it's been wrong all of its life. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah, you can't uh, compare yourself to other people's life journeys. And the same can go with their interests and the things that you're in. The more that you lean into your strengths, into your passions, into the things that you're into, the more you find yourself and the more that your blessings in life will literally just come to you. I mean, I'm lucky to say I'm in this space and I can still wake up in the morning, watch anime, read my manga because I did that this morning and still be able to talk about how much of an influence that has on my life and the mm-hmm. things that I do as a writer, as a creative, you can still find ways to progress in life and to lean into your passions. Don't let people yes. take that away from you. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you let the people know where they can find you? Can They can find your, your writings and all the stuff that you want us to know about you <laughs> sure um you can follow me on twitter um i'm just at kaylin j that's k-y-e-l-a-n-d-j um if you search my name it's pretty much going to bring up everything about me um my name's a bit too unique so i'm not that hard to find <laughs> but yeah um especially for people just looking for support looking for tips or just looking to talk um i'm an open resource so please reach out to me um i'm there to talk and we will have Kaylin's um, information in the description of this episode. And thank you so much, Kaylin. This was, I really enjoyed this conversation. And I really believe that it will help people. I believe that it will um, give, shed some light to uh, people who are maybe new to this. Um, those who probably been hating on other people stop it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know embrace other people's differences and um just thank you this was i, I just really enjoyed this this topic and i enjoyed this this episode and this conversation and again you all this is going to be a two-parter um in two weeks we're going to have the um the guys of two black two nerdy podcasts on to talk about um just expound on um nerdum and being blurs and all of that good stuff because it is good okay all right y'all so again just um like share and subscribe if you are raising a blurred if you are a blurred uh share this podcast you know share share it so people can get this under more a better understanding and won't be um taken aback with other people um differences you know because we're all we're all in this life together you know so it, it it doesn't make sense to be at each other you know so just unity is is, is is the name of the game so thank you guys um kayla don't click out here but i'm going to close out the show mm-hmm. i will see you all 
in two weeks because you know i'm doing every two weeks now because your girl is busy and i still want to do the podcast so um i'll see you when i see you bye Just so you know, it kicking it okay. That's all I'm gonna say. You're here now.